There you go. And we are live. Well, thank you for coming again, Sandra. So um, this is going to be, you are the second guest for this, uh, for the KDA podcast. Um, so maybe I'll start with kind of the first initial things, starting with uh, your full name, uh, the age of when you donated, and your current age now, and where are you based out of? So we can start off with that. Sure. Um, I'm Sandra Reed. I'm currently 31 years old. I donated when I was 29, and I live in Albany, New York. Nice. And we'll kind of just dive into the kind of the, the main thing of the story is, you know, tell us your donation story. Feel free to, to kind of divulge and kind of share, share what led you to, to donate. So we'd be happy to learn about it. Sure. So I actually donated to my aunt. Um, and I donated my kidney approximately two and a half years after she had received a double lung transplant. Wow. Um, and yeah, so from there, she had been di on, or on dialysis and was um, extremely excited to find an opportunity to no longer have to um, be on dialysis. So I had um, offered to start the process and um, go from there and ended up we were a match. And yeah, it really worked out good for us. Oh my goodness, that's incredible. So this is an interesting story, right? Because now it's a family member. Um, the, the first guest we had on by the name of Steve, he gave it to a neighbor. So, you know, not not so much of a, like a familial connection, but I know you said your aunt also had a double, you said of a, a lung transplant before? That's, oh my goodness. Yes. Okay, okay. So we can kind of unpack it a little bit. So your aunt, and you mentioned she was in dialysis before, how long has she had kidney issues because I know she had the lung issues but do you know a little bit about that um uh so briefly I do know that the there was effects from the lung transplant that caused her sure. to the kidney failure oh my goodness um well I mean you, you came in as a major blessing right to, to donate so I'm kind of curious because typically you know if a family member gets it and they kind of reach out to maybe the close community like other family members were other folks in your family or the your aunt's friend group like putting their throwing their hats in the ring to donate? Like, what was that? You know, what what happened? Um. Yes. Yeah, so her husband, my uncle, was the okay. first one. Um. Yeah. To, to throw his hat in the ring. Um, sure. He had some like other health issues and um wasn't able to go through with it. Um. So yeah. I had you know, heard them talking about it. You know that she was honestly hoping just to find a deceased donor at the time. Sure. Um. But had stepped in and said, hey, you know, I'm willing, I'm healthy, I want to try it and go from there. Holy cow. So did you, uh, before kind of diving into it and saying, hey, I want to throw my hat in the ring, did you have any idea as to like what entailed or were there like what was running through your head when you, before when you're like, hey, I want to donate? So when I knew that she was seriously looking, I did some of my own research just to kind of get okay. a base around. But no, I personally did not have a, a much of an understanding as I do now. Um, when I had initiated the process, I was just like, heck, like, you know, I know people have done it before. So yeah, um, I feel like I was capable of, of figuring out of, you know, allowing myself to do it. Oh, my goodness. That's incredible. What did your I mean, so aside from your aunt, did, did other family members, I mean, what was their reaction? Were they like, hey, go for it? Or were they like, oh, did you do enough research? Like, what, what, what was that like? Um, They were, I think, surprised at first, but they were also very <laughs> They all they all gave her their blessing to me and just said, you know, we we hope it works out for the both of you. So, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so you're two. You're about. You said you're two to two and a half years post donation, right? Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So how are, how is your aunt and how are you doing now? Uh, she's doing phenomenal. Um, yeah, I'm doing Good. phenomenal. Well, um, we actually asked, we celebrated our two year, uh, you know, donor transplant anniversary uh, just a few weeks ago and we got the whole family together, little party. So it was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh, that is perfect. So it sounded like the process from when you got tested was pretty quick. Like how long was that after you got all the testing done to where they said, hey, you know, we're going to open up this operating room for you both? Like, what was that like? Um, so there was a little, um, a few months. Um, my So since my aunt was still recovering a lot from her lung transplant, she had mm-hmm. to be healthy enough in order to go through with another transplant. Sure. Um, so when we had originally talked about it, um, she wasn't even actually listed on the um, on the uh, donor list yet. Okay. Uh, but since I had you know put it out there that I wanted to donate, they uh, just followed through with it, and they let me know like once her doctor had allowed her to go through with the kidney donation, um, then we moved forward from there. But yeah, once we got the okay, um, it was a couple months, and yeah, we uh, we scheduled it, and everything worked out. That's perfect. What did you end up doing for the uh, for that anniversary for that two year? Anything special? Kind of dinner, going out? What was that like? Um, so we, like my, my parents and like her kids and all of us, we uh, ended up going to her house, and she had like a big um, pool party, and and we had tacos and uh, just yeah, we all just hung out and just talked, and it was just a good time. Oh my goodness, that's awesome! And you know the funny thing is, I bet you know before the before the transplant right I mean it was I can imagine that experience for her kind of going to dialysis was kind of like super somber so now that you're having the celebration post two post two years that's incredible yes yes she had mentioned that there that uh the Saturday before she was like I was so happy you know I didn't have to go you know wake up early and go to dialysis this weekend so it was great to hear that oh my goodness so what was life I mean uh, for a lot of donors right you have to make kind of these lifestyle adjustments um, post-transplanting, even beforehand, right? Just to be kind of healthy enough. So maybe talk to us a little bit about your activity levels um, before uh, the transplant and maybe after, like, have there been any changes? What was your lifestyle like when it came to uh, active, active things? Yeah, sure. So pretty much I haven't had any, any differences after donation. Um, I was really into like hiking, running. I walk my dog regularly. Um, So before, donation I had started. Um, so the Cat, the Catskill Mountains are local to me and they have this hiking challenge. It's called the Catskill 3500. And I had started the challenge um, before donation and okay. then I after, and I was still able to, you know, hike up all of those mountains without any issue. And um, yeah. Yeah. So it's all good. <laughs> oh my goodness. So a big hiker, right. Um, how long was the, I guess, post-surgery, how long did you recover? Um, for about three weeks, I only did like very short walks. Um, I think my first, uh, big hike was probably, probably about two and a half months after, um, donation. Um, but once, yeah, once I got back into it, you know, I just slowly built up that stamina again and it felt normal. That's incredible. Um, now in terms of, I guess, so your lifestyle, it sounded like it was pretty active before and even now. Um, what about, uh, what about for work? Cause I know for a lot of folks that are like thinking about donating, you know, taking the time off, like, what does that look like for you? Sure. So, um, at the time I was, a uh, research lab technician 
And um, I had taken about two and a half weeks off and then they were willing to let me work from home for a week. Um, so that was beneficial just to give me, you know, that extra time. Um, but then I went back and I was on, I'm on my feet a lot in the lab. Um, now I'm not like a, a different lab as like a laboratory supervisor, but I have like no limitations at all. Um, yeah, a lot of my coworkers don't even know that I had gone through uh, with the donation, you know, occasionally like, you know, something will come up or somebody that does know will mention it. And they're always just like in shock, like, oh my gosh, you know, I never would have known that about you. Oh my gosh. So it's like, hey, I'm going out for a three week vacation. <laughs> I'll come yeah. back. Yes. So being on your feet quite a bit, I'm not sure. Um, do you have a wearable? I'm kind of curious. What is kind of a, a day in the life in terms of steps? Because I mean, for me, I'm pretty sedentary. I sit down for work, but if you're up and about, um, are you moving quite a bit? It depends on the day. It depends, you know, sure. on testing, on, on what's going on. Um, I would say average though for work, it could be anywhere from like 3,000 to like 8,000 steps a day. It just, it, it very much depends on the day. Nice, nice. Um, I'm very curious as to, you know, a lot of folks didn't know that you, that you donated, right? Um, how do folks typically find out? I mean, you know, of course you, you are involved in the, uh, the kidney donor athletes like Facebook group and then you're familiar with that, but mm -hmm. um, th does your aunt typically share the story or do you, or is it pretty just like you just kind of keep it, keep it in? I'm just curious. Um, I usually just keep it in for the most part until like some circumstance comes up. I, um, like last summer I competed in the, um, uh, the transplant games out in San Diego. And so when I had taken time off for that, you know, everybody was curious, you know, what I was doing. So we're kind of got out then. Um, and they all, you know, wanted to know the details once I got back. Um, and sometimes my family, like my mom is very supportive of the whole situation. So a lot of times she'll make comments or be like, Oh, you know, my daughter did that. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's very proud. <laughs> That's awesome. Speaking of the transplant games, what like specific events did you end up participating in? Um, so I did track and field in high school. I um, was on the track team. Um, so I did sprints, both the 100 meter and the 200 meter dash. Oh my gosh. I'm getting just tired thinking about a sprint for 100 and 200 meters. So I, I hope you crushed it and you said you had a background in it, right? Yes. Yes. No, it was, I highly recommend anybody going there, even if you're not um, like a hardcore athlete, it just just experiencing the whole, um, the whole culture of it all. It was amazing. What was the, uh, what do you think the turnout was? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it was a pretty big turnout uh, last summer. Yeah, they said it's, there was less people than normal because of COVID. Sure. But they say, yeah, usually, I'm honest, I could be completely wrong about this, but I want to say there's usually like three to 5,000 people there, um, wow. but hundred percent sure. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That's incredible. Um, you know, do, do you get a lot of inquiries in terms of, uh, like your donation journey, but do you get a lot of folks saying, Hey, I'm thinking about donating? Like, have you come across that? Um, I've had two instances. I joined like a kidney buddy online program mm -hmm. and two different people who reached out through that. Um, but no, I haven't had anybody local yet. Okay. So what are some of the, uh, what are some of the tips that you share? Cause I think a really big, um, kind of interesting aspect for this podcast is it's, it's targeting both folks that maybe are in our, in our situation because I donated in 2021 so I'm kind of in the same boat two years post but there are a lot of folks that are thinking about like going through the journey 
So what are some of the specific tidbits that maybe you have to say, hey, you know, this is what you should expect. This is what I did. Because I mean, you're full of energy now and it sounds like you're full of energy before. So whatever mm -hmm. you're doing must have, must have worked. So what are some tips that you have? Um, definitely just take your time. I guess the main thing was for me is that you have to remember like, this is your own journey. Like don't, don't compare your journey to anybody else's because we're all different people. We all have different body styles. You know, we're all going to heal differently. I remember when I was first reading I came across articles where, you know, there was like marathon runners who said, you know, three weeks after I run a marathon and three weeks after for me, like I wasn't going to be running a marathon. Like there was just no way. And uh, yeah, I think that was just a big thing for me, you know, realizing that, you know, I don't have to, there's not a rush to heal. You know, I don't have to be out there proving, proving myself to anybody, you know, I, I need to take care of myself first. I think the biggest shock um, directly after surgery was just, um, how swollen I was from um, like my scars and whatnot from the incisions, I guess I should say. Um, but they like the, the swelling goes down within a couple of days, but just that initial, you know, day after surgery type thing, I was just like, Oh my goodness. You know, I didn't expect that. <laughs> okay. So, so that's one thing to know. And then I love what you mentioned about kind of your own individual journey. Cause I guess, you know, some folks may be a little bit intimidated, right? Saying, wow, you know, if somebody's running a marathon three weeks after, I should be able to do the same. And if I don't, I'm going to beat myself up. So you're kind of right. just saying, hey, don't do that. Listen to your body because everyone's different. Exactly. Um, in terms of the kind of the, the, the swelling, are there any sort of like remedies that you did to kind of help the recovery process go by pretty smooth, especially if you were out for the three weeks? Like what did you end up doing for three weeks right after surgery? Um, definitely a lot of rest. And then I did like a lot of, uh, like just icing and then, um, you know, pain meds as needed. And, um, yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So do you have anything, um, I know you said you did the donor games last year. What other fun events do you have lined up? Are you trying to reach any specific PRs? Like what's next for you? Um, I definitely plan on attending like the transplant games in 2024. Um, and, uh, I want to get out to the Adirondacks and do some hiking there in the future. But, in yeah, terms of, uh, hiking, I'm curious, cause you know, you, you seem like you're, uh, you have a lot of experience in hiking. What, what is the, the longest trek that you've done? Uh, maybe pre-surgery, post-surgery, like what are some of the, the big hikes that you've done? Um, post-surgery, I think the longest hike I did was like a 15 mile hike. Um, wow. That's long. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I'd have to go back and look and see uh, sure. what I've done since then. But, um, but yeah, the longer hikes are usually like around eight to 10 miles. Okay. Have you noticed anything, um, I guess with hydration, I mean, you know, everyone knows how important hydration is, um, in general, but especially, you know, post-surgery. So what do you typically carry with you on those long hikes? Because I'm pretty sure a lot of folks, like myself, I would love to go on those long hikes, but I kind of have that fear of like, oh, shoot, am I going to run out of, you know, my electrolytes or water? Like, what are some tips that you have? Yeah, so I take water, but also lots of electrolytes. So that was kind of something I had okay. to find out. I guess in my head it was drilled, you know, just just keep drinking water. Well, I ended up diluting a lot of my electrolytes um, repeatedly. And I'm like, all right, like, we got to we gotta take care of this. So yeah, my um, doctor had suggested, you know, don't focus on just drinking water. Definitely drink something with more electrolytes in it. And that's definitely a lot more helpful. Gotcha. What are, what are some of the ways that you get in your electrolytes? I know there are powders and Gatorades, but is, is there anything specific that you love to, to use? 
Um, I definitely love the uh, the liquid IV packs. Um, okay. You can just like a water bottle, but even Gatorade, like if I'm just going to go on a hike, it's easy enough to just throw a bottle of Gatorade in your backpack and go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, perfect. Liquid IV, some Gatorade. Um, I think the liquid IV is a, a good route, especially because I've had them before and some of them taste good. Some of them are, are kind of too sweet, but uh, no, I think that's a really good, easy way to, to get in some hydration. And then are you also you know, snacking on certain things when you're going on these longer hikes? Because I can imagine it takes quite a, quite a bit of time. Yes. So I usually um, pack like a sandwich, um, you know, some type of granola bar or protein bar. Um, sometimes just like an apple or banana. Um, I know I found like, you know, just just putting a sandwich in like a Tupperware container um, that keeps it from like getting squished. So that's helpful. Nice. And then what are some, I guess, um, in terms of training, aside from just getting out there and doing the hikes, are you doing anything specific in terms of maybe like functional strength training to, to kind of prep you for those longer hikes? Because I know, for example, for me, when I go, when I went on a longer hike, and when I say long, I think it was six miles round trip, that was my longest, but my ankles were really sore. I don't know if you do anything specific um, for, for hiking, for long distance hiking. Um, personally, no, I, I just walk regularly and do a lot of stretching. Mm -hmm. That definitely helps. Okay. Stretching. That's, mm -hmm. that's important. It's very <laughs> boring, but I think if I put on a, a show, it'll make it kind of go by a lot quicker. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Well, Hey, thanks. Uh, thanks for jumping on Sandra. Um, and thanks for sharing the tips. Um, I know that I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, we get a lot of folks who maybe would like to reach out. So Maybe what we'll do is if you're okay with it, you know, we'll put in a, an email or we'll filter the emails that come through uh, from the kidney donor athletes uh, page, kind of filter them your way for any tips. But thank you again for, uh, for jumping on and sharing your story. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course. See ya. Take care.